welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by Nikki's Natural Wipes, the first all-natural baby wipes made with Manuka honey and coconut oil. And today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. The Milkies Softies nursing pads are three pairs of soft, absorbent, and reusable nursing pads to protect against leaks. Uh, and we'll hear more from our sponsors later. Um, but these sponsors make this podcast possible. So please head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page if you need anything. See if you can give them any of your business. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and get our episodes sent straight to your inbox every Monday. And now Diane has our review of the week. Yes. And before I do my review of the week, I do have to put a little ad in there and say that um, we're starting to get my son ready to pack up and go to West Virginia University. And he did request to take some Nikki's natural wipes with him. So (laughs) (laughs) I will have wipes in my house for the rest of my life. This is the most awesome like thing that I've discovered having children is baby wipes. Yeah. They I can't live without them. They're awesome. They're just awesome. Okay. So the review of the week comes from iTunes. And this seems to be the theme on a lot of the reviews that we've been getting lately. Fantastic for the first time, mom. I am happy I found this podcast prior to having my first baby. Prior to to hearing your podcast, I had only heard horror stories about how hard breastfeeding is. Your podcast gave me confidence and I was able to start breastfeeding off on the right foot without feeling stressed. I have fed on demand and completely trust my body. I have never once questioned if my baby's getting enough milk when she cluster feeds, comfort feeds, or nurses for different lengths of time due to listening to your podcasts. Thank you. And this is awesome. And the reason I chose this one today is because we are going to talk about the things that you don't need to know. Yes. And and can I, can I just say before we get into it, I want to make a note that this this week is Native Breastfeeding Week. Ooh. Just say that's something that we're celebrating. Yeah, yeah. So the second week of World Breastfeeding Month is Native Breastfeeding Week. Um, and so happy Native Breastfeeding Week. And you can head to the Badass Breastfeeder, probably especially on Instagram. And um, I will be sharing like various um, Native breastfeeding photos and information and stuff to celebrate the week um, if you're interested in checking that out. Yeah. And I'll be sharing some stuff too. So if you don't follow me, it's at Diane O'Cassidy on Instagram. And I will be sharing some stuff too, because I do follow some really great um, Native Breastfeeding Week stuff. So yeah, and we can show and when you know, obviously, when you see, you can follow those pages too. Yeah, it'd be awesome. So things you don't need to know about breastfeeding. It was, can we say where this came from? Yeah. Oh my funny. God. Yeah. Because this is so good. Yeah. My kid's really into Star Wars. And he was like, yeah, we just read this. Uh, we just read this post, like things, 10 things you don't need to know about Star Wars. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so it was like 10 things you don't need to know about Star Wars. But it was like things that are still interesting to know about Star Wars and whatever. My mind just started going and I was like, we should do a breastfeeding one about that. That'd be funny. So here we are. <laughs> but we do have some stuff. We that do you have don't a lot of stuff. Know. It's actually really good. It's stuff yeah. that you don't that you'll be interested. It's really useful to know that you don't need to know this stuff. Absolutely. So go ahead. Were you so I get to something? go first? Oh, so sure. Abby and I made lists, but if anybody has ever listened to our podcast before where we have lists, you know that they're usually quite similar. So I don't know what she has and she doesn't know what I have. Yeah. And we don't like get together beforehand to like compare. No, we're not that we're organized. 
No. <laughs> it it's more work fun like this that. way, too. <laughs> <laughs> so my first one is obviously you do not need to know how much milk you make. Oh. Yeah. That's, that is my big one because everybody seems to want to know how much milk am I making? How much milk am I making? I need to know how much milk I'm making. And yeah, and then and we, they even get told like pumped, so you can see how much milk you're making. That doesn't tell you anything. Uh, it's so ridiculous. You don't need to know. No. And once you let go of that, it is really freeing. Like I remember feeling like that too. I remember. I'm not just like putting that out there so I can just say, "Oh, you shouldn't need. You don't need to know this." I remember feeling like, "Oh my gosh, my kids. You know, like what am of I making?" Course. Blah blah blah. Once you let that go, you can really like enjoy your breast and chest feeding relationship when you are not so hyper vigilant, 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 so hyper vigilant about what is going on in the breast and how much milk you're making. Yeah. I remember that early on with Jack too, where I was like nursing and pumping, nursing, pumping, pumping after every feeding, trying to like boost the milk supply. You know how they tell you to do. Oh yeah. And I was just freaking out about it. And I was on like some, you know, breastfeeding mommy, whatever group on Facebook. And this person, I don't even know who it was anymore, was like, um, what if you just stop pumping? What if you just like stop doing that and just like, just take a break, just stop doing that. And, you know, just go ahead with nursing on demand and, you know, and it like really blew my mind. And she was really trying to talk me down. She was like, well, let's just stop doing that. Let's just stop doing that for a minute. Let's just take a break from that. Like, and she knew that I could just stop doing that. And, you know, relax and keep my baby at the breast. And then that would be a much easier and more effective way of feeding. Mm-hmm. And it Absolutely. was great. It was as soon as I stopped pumping, I never pumped again. That's great advice that she gave you. Yeah. When you needed it, for sure. And it, it really, it, it is just like, it becomes so consuming like, oh my God, I just, how much am I making? I don't know if I'm making enough. One of the things I hear so often from parents, like they'll come in and they'll be like, well, you know, we gave a bottle because, well, you know, you can't tell how much the baby's getting. Like it's my first day as a lactation consultant. Like, really? I didn't know that. I didn't know you couldn't tell what the baby's getting. You know, like everybody is so, (laughs) so focused on what is the baby getting? What is the baby getting? What is the baby getting? It's like, it just... Yes, it's it's good to know that. And there are times when, especially if we're having problems with breastfeeding, that we'll do weight feeds and things like that. But it's not something you need to know all the time. It's like, what? how much milk am I making? Well, how, how do I know what I'm making? How do I know? How do I know? You don't right. know. There's a reason why it's really hard to figure out is because you don't need to figure it out. Yeah. If it, if it was something that you absolutely needed to know, they would have made your boobs clear or something. <laughs> But they're not. You can't see inside. You can't measure it. It's just because you don't need to. Yeah. You just don't need to. Yeah. So that's my first one. Okay. So this just, I mean, I don't know if this is the same or if it kind of goes along. It just is another another way of looking at what you just said, which is, I don't need to know how much my baby is getting. Mm -hmm. You know, which is just the same thing. You know, we don't need to know what the, what's transferring. Because that's right. the other aspect is, oh, my God, is he getting enough? Is he? I don't think he's getting enough. He's fussy. I don't think he's getting enough. He's blah, blah, blah. I don't think he's getting enough. One thing I think parents don't realize, and I have that down here too, but I have it down as like how much milk your baby takes. And it's that is the other, it does go along with it. And it's so, 
it, it makes parents crazy. Like they just, I, I don't know what he's getting. I don't know what he's getting. And it really like newborn behavior is like a different language. Yeah. We have an episode on that. Yeah. And it, it is so like you, and I feel like everybody comes into looking at newborn behavior and saying, Oh, they're hungry. Like everything is the baby's right. hungry. It's like not everything they do equates hunger. And they're not always hungry. That's why we always say like feed on demand and trust your body. Just like that review. I started feeding on demand. I trust my body and my baby is doing fine. And really that's what it comes down to. And it's really hard because we have our, our society doesn't like support that. We like yeah. to be like, what are they getting? Did they get enough? Maybe they didn't get enough. What are they right. doing? And it's interesting to me because these are things that we don't, it's the same thing that when they're inside of us, when we're pregnant, but we don't worry about that. Like you don't ever hear people saying like, oh, I wonder if my baby's getting enough nutrients when they're in me. Are they getting enough nutrients? I don't know if they're getting enough nutrients. Like, I don't know. Maybe somebody's had that worry, but it's not an across the board thing like it is with breastfeeding. And and it's there's something about a trust or because maybe we're more familiar with it. We know that it just kind of happens and it kind of works. Um where we don't really think about that. And then when it comes to breastfeeding, though, we don't see breastfeeding. And, it, and you know, there's all kinds of other layers, too, that put doubt in our mind. And then it's all it's all it's all gone. It's all gone from there. Then we're constantly worried about every second of it. We suddenly don't believe that our body can do this when it just got done growing the baby. Yeah. Your body grew the baby, it birthed the baby, and now we don't think that it can feed the baby. We just think that it doesn't know how to do that, even though it did all these other things. It's interesting. It really is. And it has a lot to do with like formula culture and bottle culture, which has, which has over time, over a long time, put so much misinformation out there and created so much of a culture of just doubt and unnot normalized breastfeeding. I was reading something yesterday and I'm like, I think it was yesterday. You, you know, I get into these like black holes on the internet, just like how everybody else is. You just go into <laughs> totally. these freaking rabbit holes and happened upon a blog that was um, more focused on trying to decrease breastfeeding. Uh-huh. And the stuff that they were saying on there was just so like, just so fear mongering. And I don't think people understand this. When you go onto a website that is, you know, that sells bottles or sells, um, you know, certainly formula or uh, I can't think of all the products that are out there. But like a lot of times these, I'd say most of the time, part of this marketing is putting out information, information and creating blogs and all this stuff to make you, to sway you away from breastfeeding to, you know, to, to need their product. They're like, yeah. Oh, actually, did you know that all these things could go wrong? Did you know that these are signs that things aren't working? You know, did you know that these things are actually things that you can't do when you're breastfeeding? It, all of that is to get you to, to fail at breastfeeding so that you then need their product. That's the, what marketing is in this area. Yeah. One of the most um, common ones I see, which enrages me is, you know, breastfeeding is very important. Breastfeeding is best for your baby. Um, you know, 
a lot of parents go into having a baby wanting to breastfeed, but the majority of women can't do it for whatever reason. And it's like, that's not true. There is a, no. a very small percentage of women who truly do struggle with making enough milk. And it's a very like, it's, it's related to some, to medical reasons. Like it's an actual medical condition yes. and it, you actually cannot make enough milk. And that is not as common as people think it is. No way. So when people put out there, the majority of women do not make enough milk. Like that is ridiculous to me because no. it's like, that is not true. That it's is not, not true. true. At all. But if you're pregnant and you're reading that, that's going to sit in your head for sure. And you're going to, you're going to go through, am I making enough milk? And is my baby getting enough milk constantly because they planted that seed in your head that women don't make enough right, milk. Right, exactly. Right. And this seed has been planted in our head a long time ago. And the, these, this, this market for all of these things that they're trying to sell you just continue to feed off of that. It's crazy. It's it absolutely is. insane. And then people go, well, this is, you know, the, the breastfeeding camp, you know, they're, they're too aggressive. They're too, you know, they're trying, they're making it difficult. Breastfeeding is so hard. And it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, first of all, breastfeeding is hard and it makes it harder because we live in this culture where we're constantly being told that, you know, it, it's not working and that we don't work. Um, but also half the things they say that make breastfeeding hard aren't even true to begin with. <laughs> That's true. Or it's stuff like I read one time somebody was like, oh, you know, it's it's really difficult for, for parents to breastfeed because the mothers have to go back to work. Whose fault is that? Right, right. Exactly. It's That's their not, fault. So we blame right. we blame the parent now. Well, you get back to work so you don't get to breastfeed anymore. Right. Like you can't throw that out there as a reason why somebody can't breastfeed. I know. Right. It's that's messed up. The whole it thing is. is so messed up. It is. It's so messed up. Ugh. Yeah. We can okay. Go here's another thing that you don't need to know. Is your baby eating or comfort nursing? That's a good one. You know, when they're latched on, people are like, oh my God, are they eating? I don't know. I think they're just comfort nursing. And then you have these doctors that are like, take them off when they're comfort nursing. Take them off because, um, I don't know, what's the stupid reason? <laughs> you don't want them to form they're a habit. Right. It's a bad habit. They're, you know, they need to learn to self-soothe or it's bad for your milk supply or I don't even know what. There's no reason for them to be there. I have parents ask me all the time, am I starting a bad habit if I let them just nurse? Right. Can mm -hmm. I do this? Is this okay? Like, don't let them, is, is this okay? Like, this is your baby. Of course it's okay. It's encouraged. Yes, <laughs> that's do the it. Only, yeah, that's the only place, the only environment they're adapted to. They're supposed to be there. They're supposed to hang out there all the time. They're not going to be eating the whole time because mm -mm. sometimes they're going to fall asleep and they're gonna, just going to be there for safety because that's the only place that they want to be. And you don't need to know. You can know. If you get to know the suckle, you'll be able to tell when they're eating um, and when they're actually like swallowing yeah. milk. But, and it's cool, but you also don't need to know. You know, because my... The, you don't need... I remember my dad saying one time, oh, is he nursing or is he just hanging out? And I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I totally have something to say about that, but I don't know if I should get into it right now, if we should do it oh, after. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, keep it on your mind and we'll do the ads and then uh, we'll have uh, an immediate segue. Okay. <laughs> It'll be perfect. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> we'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Nikki's Natural Wipes. Nikki's was created out of the passion of two new parents wanting to protect the health of their precious new baby, Nikki. 
Conventional baby wipes contain harsh chemicals that can lead to redness, itchiness, dry skin, a burning sensation, and even blisters and urinary tract infections. Utilizing the miraculous antibacterial qualities of Manuka honey, combined with the proven ability of coconut oil to moisturize dry skin, Nikki's has set a new global standard for premium baby wipes. The smell and feel of the wipes is unique, 100% natural, ethically sourced, EWG certified, and biodegradable. Check out the first natural baby wipes made with Manuka honey and coconut oil on Nikki's.com. That's N-I-K-I-S.com. And use promo code BADASS10 for 10% off of your purchase. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fairhaven Health. Leaking can be a constant struggle that some parents deal with, especially in those early months. Leaking through your shirt is not another hassle you want to be dealing with. And those disposable nursing pads add up in cost and garbage and work about as well as the time I rolled up toilet paper and stuck a wad in my bra. The Milky Softies nursing pads are designed to keep you dry and comfortable. These pads are three layers, a natural fiber layer against your skin that wicks moisture away and is soft enough to wear even with sore nipples. Then then an inner ultra-absorbent layer, and finally a microbe leak-resistant layer on the outside. The Milky Softies Nursing Pads is contoured to your body so that it doesn't look or feel bulky in your bra. The box comes with three pairs of these reusable and machine-washable nursing pads. Check out Milky's Softies Nursing Pads at fairhavenhealth.com. That's F-A-I-R-H-A-V-E-N health.com. And use code BADASS for 15% off of your purchase. And these sponsors and their promo codes can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. Our show notes will also include further information about things we talk about in this episode and at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. You'll also find information... um, Well, you'll find breastfeeding resources, all of our other episodes, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Diane! So, segue back into... Yes. Now we're back. Yes, I had to write it down so I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Two minutes is way too long. It's way too long to try to remember what I was talking about. So, what a lot of times what I do with parents when I see them... I do spend a lot of time showing them like this is this is when your baby's feeding like this is a suck and swallow and see when they're doing this the suckling the non nutritive sucks that is when they're you know comfort nursing and I teach them that because well because parents don't really know like it's and people will tell them maybe their doctor maybe their friend maybe who knows who. Maybe they read it in one of those stupid blogs that isn't one of our blogs, by the way, but one of those right. other blogs that says only keep your baby on for 10 minutes or only keep your, your baby shouldn't feed, be feeding longer than 10 minutes. Your baby shouldn't be feeding longer than 15 minutes. And sometimes they take them off before when baby's actually actively feeding. So I like for parents to be able to recognize, okay, this is a suck and swallow. This means they're feeding. This means they're transferring milk. But I always tell them like, you can leave them there. Like if you're just kind of hanging, baby's relaxing, you're relaxing, like you don't have to take them off. You can leave them there. That is where they want to be. Like it's not necessary. It's good to know, okay, this is when they're actually feeding, but you don't need to take your baby off. Right. If you're content there, if you're just hanging out there, if your baby's quiet, like there's if they're sleeping, you can leave them there. That's not hurting anything. What's it going to hurt? It's only going to, you're only nurturing, you're nurturing your child. Like, how is that going to hurt anything? 
No, it's good. This is again the only environment they're adapted to. This 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 time is when they're forming an attachment with you, and that is the basis of it. Breastfeeding is the basis of that. Of it's course, important. bottle-fed babies attach with their caregivers too, but the biological way that you know that we understand this is as humans forming attachment to caregivers, you know, is through breastfeeding. Right. So just leave them there. The point is you can just leave them there. And it's not hurting anything. You can leave that them there. Complete opposite. Yeah. It is a complete opposite. My next one kind of goes a little bit along with that. And that is you do not need to know what your baby is doing. And I don't mean it in just like, of course, like what we were just talking about. Like, are they feeding? Are they comfort nursing? But any of the things like people are like, well, they're fussy. Do they need to feed? They're doing this. They they have the hiccups. What does that mean? They have this. They spit up. What does that mean? Um, what's happening with this? What is my baby doing? People, we're like so focused on what is my baby doing? What does it mean? They're just doing stuff. Your baby has no ulterior motive. They're just like <laughs> being a baby. Like they're just, and we spend so much time trying to figure out. What does this mean? This has to mean something. What are they yeah. doing? They, We're they're just, so afraid something's wrong. Like, oh my goodness! Just all we do is think something is wrong all the time, all the time. Thinking there's oh, the, what's the baby doing? What what are they doing? What is this? What is this about? What is this about? What is it about? Why are I they remember doing this? thinking, yeah, I remember how scary it was to me to to think that the baby was gassy. Oh my God, that's you know, such like a big maybe one. Maybe he needs to like fart or he's like gassy. And I would like panic about it. And now I look back and I'm like, he was gassy. So freaking what? It is a huge, because I was like, what am like, I eating? I, am I eating something? What am I doing? I what happened? What happened? Yeah. I don't freak out when I have to fart. <laughs> I'm not like, oh my God, oh my God, something's wrong. I have to go to the hospital. Oh my God, something's wrong. It's like, that's a normal bodily function. It's more annoying for them because they haven't like figured out all those muscles yet. They don't know how to and do it's it. It's uncomfortable, but like, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just gassy. Yeah, that's all it is. But we freak out. Like, there's something seriously like a medical condition. And they're always like, "Well, people are. Well, how do I prevent this from happening?" Yeah. Then there's gas drops, and there's this little like um, things you can stick in your side of your baby's butt to get the <laughs> gas out. Swear to God, it whistles too, so yep, you know when it yep. comes out. <laughs> what in the mother? What? But oh my like, god! The only way to prevent it. any of this is to not have a baby. That's the only way to prevent it. <laughs> like there's, it, it is going to happen. This is stuff that is going to happen. And there's no way around it. And it's I just know. normal stuff. It is. A, you, they're yeah. a human. It's normal stuff. We will, you know, and, and we have, I mean, the, this capitalist society has found a market, man. They have found a market to play on every single last anxiety that you have. And yes, we do have sponsors here. And I will tell you something behind the scenes. Diane and I have long conversations about emails that we get all the time from products that people are trying to get on this podcast that are trying to <laughs> advertise to you. And we are like a firewall. I mean, we are like turning people, we're turning good ca ca you know, cash money all the uh -huh. time because people come up with these things that are like, here, you know, advertise this, advertise this, people need this. And we're like, what? Yeah. Absolutely. Freaking lutely not. <laughs> Abby sent me one yesterday. We were like, oh, yeah, these God. people are insane. No, yeah. this is insane. <laughs> oh my God. You're trying to do what? 
Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, again, you know, like there's some of these things that you advertise, some of the stuff you don't need that you buy. How much stuff do you buy that you don't need? I buy lots of stuff I don't need because it's fun and it makes it easier and I like it. And, you know, and so, but, we had, you know, we're not trying to, some of the stuff is not okay. I know. It's, it's just playing on all of this fear in any way. That was my rant. And one of the things I read recently, I thought was, I try to tell parents this too, but I did read it recently and I thought it was really interesting, was that the majority of your baby's gas comes from the air they take in when they're crying. Oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah. And, and it makes sense. And we know that. And I, you know, and I tell parents that when they say, well, the baby didn't burp. That's another thing. They're not burping. They didn't burp. <laughs> oh, oh my God. To- they're gassy. They're not gassy. The baby can't win. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like gassy. Oh, my God. She freaks out. I'm not gassy. She's freaking out. I know. I know. it. it happens. It's like, but you don't need to worry about this stuff. They just do it. I mean, I don't. Well, sometimes. I worry about my husband's gas, but only if it's like <laughs> super excessive. But or like my own or like my kids or whatever. And it's like, all right, obviously you're eating something that's, you know, not uh, obviously with you. it's something you ate. And usually you can go like, oh yeah, I totally ate that. Yep, yeah, I know. I know it did it. But when we're breastfeeding, we're always like, what did I eat to cause this gas? You didn't eat anything oh, to yeah. cause the gas no, for no, your no. baby. That's true. That's There's totally nothing something. you did. They're a baby. They have a digestive system. They're going to have gas that. for the rest of their life. You don't need to know what you ate. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. See, we're coming up with stuff as we, as right we, as we go, go along. <laughs> we're coming up with all kinds of more stuff you don't need to know. <laughs> all right. What else you got? All right. So I've got, this is kind of like all rolled into one. So you don't need to know when the baby at la- ate last. What time it is, or how long they ate for? Yes, so that's what I. I you don't have la- to worry about, or you don't know. You don't need to know your what time your last your baby's last feeding was. Yeah, that's it doesn't matter have. when they last ate. Just you know, if you're breastfeeding on demand, you're not looking at the clock anyway, right? So you right. don't need to know what time it is because you don't need to know when they ate last. You don't need to know what time it is right now unless you got to be somewhere, and you don't need to know how long they ate because that's another thing. Oh my god, they only ate for eight minutes. What does that mean? Okay, nothing. Yeah, I hear that. that they ate in eight minutes. I don't. They know. only ate for eight minutes, but then the next feeding they were on for fifteen minutes. Does that mean they right. didn't get anything? Does that mean they didn't yeah. get enough? Does that mean I'm not making enough milk at that time of the day because the baby ate for fifteen minutes one day, one time, and only ate for eight minutes the next time? Right. Like, oh my god. And no, listen, people. We are promised. We absolutely promise. We're not making fun of you. No. We're making fun of ourselves because this is what we've all done. This every oh. last one of us. We are in this group. Like yes. When we say we got an email from somebody who was freaking out because they only ate for eight minutes, it's like I am, I am her. We've like, been there. I know, we know this stuff. We all freaked out about what time it is, what when they ate last. What? Well, you kind of want to know what boob they ate off of last time. That's yeah. helpful. Um, what else was the other whatever asked? But you know what I'm saying. Like we've all oh, yeah. we've all done this, and sometimes I when I'm talking about this, I feel like I just want to crack up so hard that I'm going to cry. Like I just <laughs> want to like burst into laughter. But like I don't, you know. And I, but I want everyone to know I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at me because I did all of this. This all comes from. My, I'm not a lactation consultant. I'm I'm doing all this came from my own experience breastfeeding. My own terrible, terrible turned into pretty good, you know, long, long years of breastfeeding. So anyway, I don't even know why I started to say that. Because I felt like I was gonna start laughing really hard at the eight minutes thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's just I remember like I, I'm like having these flashbacks right now of when really? my first son 
you know, being fussy, doing the evening fussiness and all that stuff. And my mom saying, what did you eat? It was something you ate. You ate, what did you have for lunch? And da, 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 da. And it was those peppers you ate. And that's what it did it. Oh, yeah. And first oh, of other all, people are terrible. My, oh, they are. And my mother didn't breastfeed. So how would she know? Right. Like, <laughs> so that's, you know, like just, I can't even get into that whole story about how people that don't breastfeed are the ones that love to give advice about it. But I remember thinking, well, great. I'm just going to have to live on tomato soup for the rest of my life because I, obviously every single thing I eat is going to bother this guy. I had no idea. I was not a lactation consultant. I was not a lactation consultant when I had my kids. That is usually how people end up in this field because right, they're like, true. figure it out as they go along and it becomes a passion. But we, I didn't, we didn't know. Like we just didn't know. We didn't know what everything was, what was doing. And we questioned every little thing too. Questioned the gas. I questioned the, you know, everything. Well, yeah. It is so scary. It Becoming is. a parent is so scary. This little thing is totally dependent on you for its very life. And that is something that has never happened to anybody before this. And it's scary as hell. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Talk There's about a- pressure. <laughs> It, without pressure. you, it will die. Okay. Yeah. Well, geez. Okay. So now I'm going to go ahead and freak out about every last thing it does. Right. And you just want to be the best parent you can be. And I mean, you are being the best parent. Yeah. So you it's like, are, yeah. I mean, it's just really, oh, it's so overwhelming. And then you have the society telling you you're doing it all wrong because your baby can't fart. Right. Like, come on. <laughs> it's just crazy. You need the whistle. You need because you need the butt whistler. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. I hear those things really work, though. I don't know. Yeah, but that's the thing is that they also say don't use those because then your baby's not learning how to push the parts out. <laughs> like, this I heard is it's a really expensive. Thing. Don't and just don't. You don't need to stick things up there to get the ga- to get the air out. It will come out just like it comes out of all the people, and they will learn how to push it out. Like just leave it alone yeah it's totally okay my next one is you do not need to know how much milk your friend or neighbor or person on facebook makes or pumps perfect because that is not helpful for anybody to compare what your body is doing versus what somebody else's body is doing it will lead you to all kinds of trouble yeah yeah you will freak out because everybody's body is different just like everybody's body looks different and baby looks different it's yeah it it really to compare like oh well this baby's fatter than my baby they're the same age why is that baby fatter than my baby this mother makes more milk than i do this parent pumps more milk than i can pump the person at work pumps you know three times what i pump what's wrong with me Nothing. Nothing is wrong. There's nothing wrong. It's all fine. Everybody's different. Everybody adapts differently. Everybody's body's doing something different. Everybody responds to a pump differently. Everybody, too. Exactly. Everybody responds to a pump differently. There's so many variables that you do not even realize exist until you are actually in the field of lactation. So if you're just running along feeding your baby that's all you need to do you don't need to worry about all the other people around you that are doing who knows what because it just it it really and i had somebody recently that fell into that hole because she was on some kind of facebook group that they were talking about the the 
the weights of their babies at a certain age and her baby didn't weigh that. So then that started her thinking what's going on and started doctor's appointments and oh, your baby's not gaining enough. We need to do blood work. We might have to put him in the hospital and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Oh my God. And she, and I, she even said to me specifically, I, that it all started. I thought everything was fine. And it all started because I was comparing what my baby was weighing to other babies, my baby's age. Right. And it's never going to be the same. It's not. It's not going to be the same. So it's really hard to to look away from it, but it's really important to try to put that into practice because it's, it's just going to destroy you if you focus on that. Just pay attention to what your baby's doing. Don't worry about everybody else's. Yeah. So you also don't need to know the fat or the calorie content of your breast milk. Good one. That's a good one. You do not need to know that. And you don't need to know. No, you do not need to know. And again, could copying off of you know what Diane just said, just because your friend's milk happened to look fattier in the bottle after it was pumped than your milk, it doesn't matter. That mm-hmm. baby needs more fat than your baby. Somebody asked cal- me that. You don't, need, you don't need to know this. Absolutely yeah. no reason to know. And it, it's something that comes up. Somebody asked me this recently um, because, of course, you know, somebody had said, well, maybe the calorie, maybe your breast milk well, doesn't have enough calories. You, yeah. It's a, doctors say this. Well, your breast milk doesn't have enough fat in it. You need to use formula or cow's milk or, you know, it doesn't have enough calories. What? So this, you know, this parent asked me, like, how do I, is there a way to know? And I'm like, you know what? I don't. I think there's machines like I think they have, you know, like NICUs, I think might have machines or like milk banks. I think mm-hmm. they know like have ways to figure that stuff out. But your average human being. No, like there's no if your baby's no. in the NICU, then go ahead and just do what they think that is necessary. If they think it's necessary to like figure out how many calories are in this milk to give or your fat content or whatever yeah, to give to give this like premature baby that's in a NICU. Okay. That's okay. But you're, if you're sitting at home listening to this podcast, wondering how much calories are in your milk, just worry about something else. Just think about something else because you don't need to know. And it's absolute freaking nonsense when somebody says that your milk doesn't have enough calories or doesn't have enough milk in it. That is not true. Your body did not grow your baby because it didn't know what to do or how to how to take care of your baby. It is exactly the same thing. Your body knew how to nurture the baby when it was in your body and it knows how to nurture to feed the baby now that it's outside. Mm-hmm. Your body doesn't get it wrong. Your body doesn't go, "Oops, I made the calories <laughs> wrong. Oh, I accidentally made the fat content wrong." Uh-uh. No no way. Uh-uh. Nope. Think about it. How have humans survived this whole time without figuring out what the calorie content was in the breast milk? You I think mean, they thought about this? Right. Nobody's thinking You think about that, that like, you know, the dog, your puppy, your dog that had puppies thinks about this? Just do it. They just feed. Mm-hmm. Just lay on your side with your boobs hanging out, just like your dog, <laughs> and feed. <laughs> Don't you wish you had like eight nipples like dogs do? <laughs> <laughs> just like rotate yeah just pick one that one's yeah, sore I don't right know. now just no, i think one. two is good enough yeah. it'd be kind of weird but <laughs> yeah 
All right. Do you have any more? No, that was pretty much it. I have one more. Okay. You don't need to know your baby's place on the growth chart. Growth chart. Oh, that's a good one too. Yes, please refer to our growth chart. Yeah. Um, right. Episode because well, that my is really only enlightening. In the 10th percentile is it really it's my it's only in the tenth percentile. It needs to be on higher. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, people call me about that all the time. Well, they said the baby dropped a percentile. I don't care about that. Tell me what the weight is. Like, I don't care what the percentile is. It just... It really tells us nothing. It tells us nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And again, definitely go back to that episode where we talk about where percentiles come from. And then you will feel better about your baby's percentile. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Right. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.